To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. So another earthquake anniversary approaching and it's not as of those who lost friends and family in the quake or who lost their home in the quake need an anniversary to remind them of their loss. But February 22 is always a time when we all think about how things have changed here in Canterbury. This Wednesday will be no different and even after all this time one of the starkest reminders of that change is still the residential red zone, isn't it? The one most people probably think of is the area that extends out to East Christchurch. It still gets called the Red Zone, but officially it's known as the Otakaro Avon River Corridor. And it's where the plan is for a 30-year programme of work or thereabouts to bring the area back to life with a variety of things, from walkways, wetlands, tourism activities, uh, plus some more mundane but actually more critical stuff like flood protection. Now, this plan was all done a few years ago, but it's going to be up to the City Council to put the funding in over the next few decades to make it happen, tens of millions of dollars. And probably the second most well-known red zone is the one in Waimakariri, near Kaiapui. There's a plan for this one too, with new parks and reserves, walking and cycling tracks, business areas, etc., etc. It seems now too, though, that some form of residential housing is going to be on the cards with news over the weekend that the Crown has gifted red-zoned land near Kaiapoi to a local trust, which is going to lease 47 sections to people so they can live there. Now, the trust expects the housing will be relocatable in some way and anticipates some people could be living there as soon as June this year, so the middle of winter. The report I saw over the weekend said that the trust involved in all of this, Te Kohaka or Tuhai Tara, is talking about the houses on the red zone land being light, modular or tiny home structures, things that could be packed up and moved at some stage. Uh, The thing is, it's not clear from what I've read how or why the red zone land was gifted to the trust, but irrespective of that, it is an interesting twist when pretty much since the earthquakes, we've been told, haven't we, that the red zone areas in Christchurch and Waimakariri won't be used for residential purposes. That's, you know, despite some people, in fact, probably a lot of people wanting to. I know the tiny home people were keen a few years back to get uh, set up in the Otakaro Avon River Corridor. There was talk of a camping ground somewhere in there too at one point, I think. But there's always been a range of views from people who actually lived in the red zones before the earthquakes. Some would love to be back living there. And some have been of the view that if they can't live there, then no one should. It's the same with the red zone near Kaiapoi, Pines Beachway which is where these sites are going to be leased out for people to live. You know, Jess told me this morning that two of her childhood homes are in the Pines Beach Kaiapoi Red Zone, and she hates the idea of this trust leasing out sections when people who were living there before the quakes have consistently been told that residential would never be an option there. And Jess says there are plenty of people who offered to remediate their sections at their own costs and do whatever was needed to make it a place that they could live in again, but it was always no, no, no. It's always been no, no, no. It's been the same too with the residential red zone in Christchurch. There were some, of course, uh, who didn't budge when the government and Sarah started paying people out for the properties they had been living in. I'm pretty sure there's still one living there at Kerr's Reach. And I do know that there's been a huge range of views on People, or people who had a huge range of views about people living there again. 
uh, from those who think they should never have been forced out in the first place to those who have such a deep connection that they don't want it used for residential ever. But it is interesting how things change with time, and it seems that some form of residential housing is going to happen, at least in the Kaiapoi red zone. Now, personally, I think relocatable housing is the way of the future. I've thought about thought that way for a while now, because with climate change, why wouldn't we want to make retreating away from coastline areas far more possible and less complex than it is at the moment? So I think relocatable is a winner. But I'm afraid on this one I think it's a bad idea. Because while relocatable housing gets the big tick from me, why on earth would you let anyone set up home, relocatable or otherwise, out near a beach? And in the case of Pines Beach, right by a river as well. As far as I'm concerned, I think that would be nut bar. Because, as we've seen up north (laughs) this last few weeks, if things can change so quickly during a weather event, so quickly then it won't matter one bit whether your house is relocatable or not. So I'm not okay with red zone land being used for residential, not at Kaiapoi, not at Pines Beach, and not in Christchurch either. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.